Hey everyone, and welcome back to the 20 Minute Marketing Podcast. I hope you had a great weekend and thank you for tuning in today. You might be wondering why we are releasing an episode on a Monday, because we always release our episodes every Wednesday afternoon and have done that for over a year now. Well, the reason is, is because today we have our first bonus episode on the show. Super excited for it. It wasn't planned in advance or anything like that, but it came as a result of last week's episode. So to give you some context, on our last episode, number 61, which came out on Wednesday, we talked about industry awards and whether or not they are worth entering. We invited Neil Andrew from PPC Protect to join us on the show, who had some pretty opinionated but very relevant points to make when it comes to industry awards and their value in the industry. Neil shared a poll on LinkedIn a few months ago and 82% of the 400 people that voted stated that they think industry awards are pay to win, which is quite a high number and definitely surprised me. And when we shared the episode on LinkedIn on Wednesday, we had some interesting feedback. Some people got involved on both of our posts and sort of talked about their thoughts. And one of those people is James Lees from Salesfire. He was here with me today because he said that he had some different opinions from Neil and would love to share them on the show to sort of give a different perspective um, about the industry and whether or not awards are worth entering. So here we are. We have a a nice bonus episode to share with you. Um, Welcome, James, to the show. And how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, things are going well. Thanks very much. Yeah, very good. Yeah, good to hear. So could you quickly tell us about yourself and Salesfire, please? Cool, yeah. So my name's James Lees. I mentioned uh, a head of client services at Salesforce, so we're a conversion rate optimization tool for e-commerce retailers. We work in the SaaS market. Um, I've been working in digital and tech since 2004, based in Teesside, had many roles, some service-led in regard to digital marketing and SEO, PPC. Been director of a fast-grown digital agency as well. Currently find myself working in the SaaS industry for the first time. So we're going to be discussing James's views on industry awards in a moment. This is a bonus episode, so it might come in a bit shorter than normal. We'll see. Please feel free to check out our episode with Neil before or after you listen to this one. To sort of hear both perspectives, um, Neil was pretty forward in his beliefs about industry awards and whether or not they offer value to people. So I'd love for you to join in the conversation on LinkedIn if you have some thoughts too. Just give me a quick ad by searching Liam Quinn. You can get involved in our posts and that's where we share all of our future episodes too. So let's get started, James. So let's just dive right in. So you've listened to my episode with Neil. I'd love to hear what you disagreed with and what are your thoughts on the awards industry in general that might be different to what we talked about? Yeah, um, I disagree with quite a few of Neil's points, but I absolutely get the sentiment and where they've come from as well, because if I'm honest, I had the same opinion as Neil probably 18, 24 months ago um, because of various, various reasons. So what I've done is I've made a few notes based on Neil's points he made on on the other pod. So I'll go through them and I'll I'll kind of give you my counter argument. I've got the empathy with Neil and what he said, but he is my opinion. I think I, a few of my comments on Neil's original LinkedIn post were referenced by uh, yourself and Neil, yeah, in regards to you no know, tyranny awards with the, all with the same brush and all that carry on, because that was absolutely my comment I made as soon as he put that poll out. But I was surprised by 
how one-sided the results were. For me, it's it's the way the question was, do you think awards are by to win? Now, I think the way that's worded is wrong because there is a lot of cynicism in awards, whether it's in digital and tech or anything in the world. People think, oh, if you buy your table, you've got more of a chance of winning. I can give you first-hand experience in regards to my time at Maybor is we bought a table to an awards event once. Um, it was a local one, Northeast Business Awards it was. We were the only company shortlisted three times, so we thought, hey, we've got one hell of a chance of winning here. Uh, so we bought a table, took 10 people there, didn't win one award. It's an example, because I remember when we got one of our first ever shortlists, there was another in, she went, oh, James, go and enjoy that. I bet you bought a table to make sure you won. I was like, oh, I know there's this cynicism. He might be right. Is he right about what he's saying? But it isn't right. It's just from first-hand experience. But it's obvious that cynicism is huge. But for me, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of um, if there is something you think is wrong with it, you're wrong with that industry, be part of the solution and not the problem. So for me, I thought, right, I need to dive more into this. Obviously, at Mabel, a huge strategy as, as a marketing department we had there was to win awards. So one thing, one strategy we had in one year was if the award is relevant, we're going to enter it. And then I got a great idea, a great kind of idea of what was working, what was worthwhile and what wasn't. Because you could say that, like, one of the things I'll come on probably a bit more details is, is attributing ROI to awards. So some awards are worthwhile, some aren't. So you could have a look at some press you may work that off the back of it. And again, press can be quite difficult to get off the back of award wins, especially in multiple outlets, because quite a lot of the awards that are out there are run by press organisations, whether it could be Trinity Mirror, Reach PLC, et cetera, Don't Panic and Prolific North and stuff. Drum, they're all news and PR outlets, but they also have their own awards as well. So if you win a drum award, you're probably not going to get anything on Prolific North about that because Prolific North are going to push their own awards. And that's just the way it is. But no, let's say you win an award and you don't see anything off the back of it. You can't then say all awards aren't worthwhile. You just can't say that because it's wrong. If you're basing that on one instance. So you could have a client comes along and used agency X for manage their PPC campaigns. And they could say, do you know what? PPC doesn't work for me or working with an agency doesn't work for me because they weren't good. That doesn't mean that you've tried somebody else and it won't be better because everything's different, different experience and the things like that. So you could enter an award and say, do you know what? We got nothing off the back of that. I don't really think it's worthwhile. But you could win another award and it could be massive. So, for example, at Mabel, the biggest one we won in my time there was Best Small PPC Agency at the European Search Awards. That was massive. Absolutely huge for us. And in regards to, if you look at it internally, I remember the next day, two of the directors went to the awards event. So everyone else was back in the office the next day, like how excited everyone was that that happened so so happy and everything no i'm working for one of the best in europe at what we do how mint is that so that was class so internally that was great and it picked everything up yeah it's a great point we didn't cover that on the episode with neil i bet that award wins really boosted you and your team in a morale and motivation standpoint oh massively massively yeah I just remember, like, like it was yesterday, so it was 2018, around May time, 2018. I remember looking down at the team, we're in, like, our social area, and just looked like they were looking at me with these big, giant grins on. I was like, yeah, we've smashed it here. First of all, our competitors stood up and listened in regards, you know, this isn't this small little agency in Middlesbrough. These are serious of what they do. They've got great results and are now respected by the peas in their industry. It helped recruitment locally because instead of maybe going to a couple of our competitors in the local area, people want to come work for us. So in regards to staff numbers, we rocketed. So we we're probably around about early 20s at that point. By the time I left Mabel in November last, last year, we we're at 50. And that's in a two-year period. So we doubled in that time in regards to staff numbers. That's impressive in itself. 
I'll probably come up with the ROI figure now with regards to knowing how would you define ROI figure based on that award win. It's difficult to, don't get me wrong, we got a couple of like leads that came in directly from looking on award winning site on European Search Awards and say, oh, do you know what? They're UK based and they've won the European Search Award. I need to speak to them. But when you win certain awards, whether it's a campaign specific one, whether it's an agency one, actually, while you're speaking to us, yeah, we're a Google Premier Partner. Yes, we've had a look for your Google Ads account. We can improve things. Also, just to know a reason to purchase, we're winners of the best small PPC agency at European Search Awards. Or last year, for example, we won um, Best Use of Automation, the UK Biddable Media Awards. So you can say, well, no, we're looking for a future-proof agency. We know what we're talking about. We know how to utilize Google Smart Bidding quite well because of this. And we've got the award win to prove how good we are, as well as the case study. Because the case study is brilliant, but it looks even better with an award winning badge on it. Because another reason to purchase. So like Neil's point in regards to you know, defining an ROI, and, and, and I know you mentioned regards to you know, I've got £1,000. I can put that into ad spend or something like that. Put that £1,000 into ad spend, but also that ad spend might perform better if you're sending someone to a case study page that has an award win on it as well. So it's not saying put £1,000 into Northern Digital Awards and we won Search Agency of the Year there last year and we said, you know what, off the back of that, we got X, Y and Z in clients. But what we can say is by winning that, we've given our clients, show pitch proposal, more reasons to purchase from us. I think that's a big thing of defining ROI. Yeah, some great points there for us to think about. And to sort of add to your point about return on investment, maybe we do give awards an unfair criticism because you can question the return on lots of things in marketing, whether that's a piece of content, a social post, or even this podcast, for example. Someone might have discovered our show on LinkedIn or a random podcast streaming site, perhaps listened to a few episodes, gone onto the Reach website and signed up for an account. But it's pretty hard for us to track that unless they verbally tell us that that's what they did. So you are right in saying that award wins are one of several things that can be used to strengthen your brand. There was a cynicism in regards to stories um, winning rather than just results. For me, so I'm a judge at quite a few awards. And when I'm judging something, I don't just want great results because what do them results mean? So you could, you could take it, let's say I'm judging best PPC campaign and I've got a list of 30 campaigns I'm judging. I go through the more meticulous in regards to the evidence I support and things like that. And when we say we want a story, a story will win this. It's like, no, okay, these numbers are brilliant. What do they mean? What do these, these numbers mean in regards to the business? What difference has that made? That's where the story comes in. Not in regards to, no, how well is it written in regards to writing a story or a piece of, piece of content? It's, no, what does it mean? What, does it, what do the results mean? It's rare I've judged a campaign purely on results if I don't know what them results mean for whoever the retailer is or the client. And that brings me uh, probably on to the point in regards to Neil makes and what, what he said in regards to he entered these awards, um, like the SAS ones, and he created an account for people to log in and use it. And he actually won one of them, but nobody logged into that account. I mean, that's bad. That's like, that, that doesn't do that awards body, that awards event, any favours whatsoever. I've judged SAS ones before. I judged one for Digital City Award last year, and uh, it was a company called Pure Clarity. Ironically, a, a competitive hours at the moment. But what they did, they gave us a demo account we're looking into. They also told us, no, look at this, look at that. And so I look through that and again, look through it meticulously because that's what it's there for. If you're going to judge a piece of tech, it's not just on the award entry, it's how good is the tech. But you can't just then give somebody a demo account and then just say, no, run wild, do what you want. It's like, no, look, look how this does, look what that does. But the fact that they didn't do that, my course of action in that situation as somebody who's entered an award, and if I've won it or not, I'm not bothered. It's the fact that, like, okay, 
I'll contact that award organizer. Say, By the way, you've got an issue with your judging panel at the moment. We've created this account for them to log into. And guess what? Your judges haven't logged into it. What's going on? And as the award organizer, I'd be like, right, well, they won't be judging again. Yeah, that is an interesting point. And maybe that will help fix the industry if shortlisted companies start to hold judges accountable and go directly to the award bodies. I did have a couple more questions that I want to ask you before we run out of time. After the episode with Neil, I was chatting with Liam Fallon, who is a tech SEO expert who regularly shares great content on LinkedIn. So I'd check him out. And he sent me an article that he published a few years back, which is also about awards. Um, I'll stick that in the show notes. But Liam shared his thoughts, which included a comment that case studies are more valuable to switched on clients than award wins. I know we've touched on that already, but he sort of supports that view as well. But the article also had a screenshot of a LinkedIn post from Ryan Merton, who is the director of organic acquisition at Bumble. And he was invited to judge at a big awards show, but then was told it would cost £300 to be a judge at the show, which he never applied for in the first place, which sounds pretty crazy. So I feel like it's no secret that this sort of stuff goes on in the industry. And those types of tactics from awarding bodies are ruining the reputation of the industry too. Completely agree, yeah. You know, the point on case studies, would I spend more time creating a case study than an award entry? Absolutely, I would, yeah. But if that case was really good, to give it a little bit more gravitas, I'd absolutely submit it for an award as well and see if it won. And if it won that award, that, that's got that badge for that as well. It just adds more to it. And again, it's that reason to purchase. If you've got more reason to purchase on that piece of content, you're more chance of converting that into a lead or a sale for your company. On that point in regards to the invoice for judging, um, that's insane. When you're spending your own time to judge these, why and why would you pay for the privilege to do that as well? Now, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind getting paid to be to judge, but you know what? I don't. It's a shame because no, you do put a lot of time into it, especially if you want to do it properly. So in Neil's instance, when he said no, they didn't even log into the account, that account, that's poor judging from them. But for me, if, if I do something, I'm going to do it properly. It's yeah, you, you're going to put a lot of time into it and. You certainly don't want to be invoiced for that time as well in regards to, no, let's say it was the drum and the drum sends you an invoice for £300 and, oh, that's, that's your fee for judging. No chance. But again, it's um, instead of tarring the whole award industry with this dirty brush, it's like, no, let's call out these organisers, making sure it devalues that individual event rather than the industry as a whole. Yeah, I definitely think accountability will help. I just want to go back to Neil's post again. So 82% of the 400 people that voted on Neil's poll said that they think industry awards are paid to win. Whether that's true or not is subjective, but what can the industry do to change that opinion and try to improve the value of awards amongst marketers and business owners going forward? I think the awards organisers need to work harder at that as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, it, there's a lot of awards out there now as well. And one company who I do award judging for, don't panic, they have so many different events for awards now, it's, it's hard to keep up. But I think what they could probably do is, no, rein that in a little bit in regards to so many awards, focus on the ones that they know they've got good brand coverage for and things like that, make them better, and maybe put more time into the PR side of things in regards to you no know, judges like myself who know these awards in particular, the Don't Panic ones in particular, are good, can be trusted with a judge properly, and they are worthwhile winning. No, most of these are PR and content businesses, so they should be able to do this quite well. Maybe is it a case of different awards companies kind of coming out as a collective? So get the drum, don't panic. Get these other media outlets together to kind of say, do you know what, we know we do good award shows. Here's why you should not just deal with ours, but also deal with them as well. Because I think then again, it gets to like uh, the murky waters of what's happened with digital agency in the past of like, you spend more time bad-mouthing your competitors rather than talking about how good you are. 
Um, there's a potential that could happen in the awards industry, which won't help it as a whole. Maybe more collaboration could be the, uh, the answer. I have one more question for you, which I think is really interesting. So I've seen quite a few company profiles on LinkedIn over the last year or two. And one thing that I've noticed that happens regularly is people include their award wins in their bio. So for example, the Salesfire bio says a multi-award winning solution for conversion rate optimization. And when I tagged PPC Protect in a tweet on Wednesday, I saw an award listed in their bio too. So if lots of companies are including their award wins in their bios and sort of their website copy, then does that devalue the win? Or should we be shouting about them as far and wide as we can? Yeah, I think it does devalue it slightly because anyone could really call themselves award winner now. So yeah, but what were those awards? Um, I think you should shout more about what the award wins are rather than the fact you are award winning. So for example, at Maybo, we didn't say we were a multiple award winning agency at that time when we won the best small PPC agency. We used to say we are the best small PPC agency in Europe. So shout about the award win itself rather than that, such as what Neil mentioned, that the, you know, the Techstars one, that's Mint's like talk about the, you know, the, the process they went through there. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Talk about why you won an award and the efforts that you went through to get that win instead of just saying, oh, we won this award last year. So we're going to wrap up our awards chat right here and I'll be asking James two quickfire questions like normal to close out this bonus episode. So I know that this is a bonus episode, James, but we'll still continue with the usual format. So I'm going to ask you two quick questions to close out the episode that are more lighthearted and fun. So the first one is, do you have a fun or memorable story that jumps out when you look back on your career? I was working at an agency before and I was selling a product which I had 100% confidence in, which by the time I was leaving, I didn't. I was just in business development at this point. I wasn't in charge of delivering the product or anything. And I had a piece of feedback come back to me where someone said, the worst thing happened to my business was James Lee's walking through the door. And I'd literally just sold them a marketing retainer. That's, that's all I did. But nothing went right with it, anything like that. And all I did was physically sell it. I thought, right, I've got an okay name in this industry. I'm, I'm proud of what I do and I want everything to be good. So like that was like a kind of like a real light bulb moment for me. It's like, no, I need to move. I need to do something. I need to be more control of like, not just how it's sold, but how it's delivered as well. Because at the end of the day, that proves that your name will always be associated with that. So that was like a real big thing for me. Very memorable. Yeah, that doesn't sound too fun, but thanks for sharing it with us. So to close out the episode, do you have a favorite marketing resource or tool that you regularly use that could help our listeners? So it could be a blog post, a newsletter, a plugin, a hardback book, or something like that. If there's one kind of like tool that has added value to my career and that I find more uses to it day in, day out is HubSpot as a whole. So I'm a big fan of marketing automation, um, making life easier that way, but also as a, as a resource for just learning and things like that. It's brilliant. Whether you're a customer or not, there's good marketing resource through their blog. But yeah, as a marketeer, I think HubSpot just has always made my life easier. Yeah, I definitely think you can't go wrong with HubSpot. And they also have a great podcast, which is called Skill Up which covers lots of marketing topics. It's very easy to digest. Um, Episodes are usually five to 10 minutes long. So I'd recommend that one if you just want to listen to short form content and learn some new things. So we're going to wrap up this bonus episode right here. It was really fun to jump on an unplanned call and get a different perspective on the awards industry. If you are listening to any of our future episodes and feel like you have a different opinion and you want to get involved, then please do get in touch. But I appreciate you reaching out and thank you for joining us, James. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been good.
Not a problem. And yeah, thanks to everyone that has listened to these two episodes about awards. We'll be back on Wednesday, so two days time, with a brand new topic that I think you'll all really enjoy. So see you then.